Well, it's been quite a week in the world of the news, particularly as it relates to the vaccine and the news that are coming out about what it's done to people. We've seen re- really shocking news come out of Florida, where now the Surgeon General in Florida is saying they don't recommend it uh, anymore for young men. We're going to talk today a little bit about kind of where we were. A year ago, where we are now, and as Christians, how we respond moving forward. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, welcome to everybody who's watching this on YouTube. It's always fun to have you here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for leaving reviews for the show on iTunes and wherever they are found. I want to jump right into the topic today because I posted something on my Facebook page, not you know, particularly thinking it was going to get a whole lot of attention. It was something that I saw kind of floating around on Instagram, and I posted it on my Facebook page, and it just says something very, very simple. It says, no one, not a single one of us regrets not taking it. Of course, that it is the vaccine. You guys have heard me talk about this now for a long time, unfortunately, since the beginning of COVID. I was one of the first voices to say, hey, something's wrong. This doesn't feel right to me. Something is troubled in my spirit. My parents uh, raised me to be very, very pro-vaccine. In fact, all of my kids have been vaccinated. I'll tell you what, I was never on the anti-vaccine train until the Rona, until Father Fauci, until they rushed this thing to market and then fired people who wouldn't participate. You couldn't even question the science that somehow made you a science denier and you didn't believe that science was real. And I remember, you know, getting on, I know a lot of you do, getting on airplanes or going into the grocery store. I was the girl who wouldn't wear the mask. It didn't work. It doesn't work. It's such a stupid thing. It's, it's so, it's, it's so stupid. And There was no grace. Let me just say that. There was no grace extended to those of us who decided we don't want to play this game. We don't want to participate in it. They told us that if you get the shot, that you won't spread the illness anymore. Well, now they've come out and said that's actually not true. We saw uh, some one of the major vaccine providers just last week say yeah, we didn't ever test that part. We didn't, we didn't know if it stopped transmission or not. And yet you had the, the talk show hosts coming on and news personalities saying, hey, if you'll just get this shot, then you're not going to transmit the virus. And then there were people like my dad who got the shot and got the booster and then contracted COVID and subsequently passed away as a result. And so a lot of us feel really lied to, right? Because we have been lied to. Lied to, we've been um, maligned in the culture. We were told we were killing people. I was in the grocery store uh, in my little hometown, yelled at my sister, was spit on when she wasn't wearing a mask by someone who was just absolutely in the formative stages of mass psychosis, which is everywhere now. But the tables are turning. And the truth is coming out about this vaccine. And I pray to God that people still continue to talk about the injuries. If you want to read stories of people that uh, are now regretting that they took that vaccine, you can just go to my Facebook page and read the comments uh, underneath. Uh, it, it's it's sad. And I realize that not everybody was adversely affected by this thing. But I'll tell you what, in any other time in the history of vaccines, If there had been even a fraction of the number of adverse reaction, even a fraction of the number of deaths, they would have stopped it. 
they would have said, hey, whoa, this isn't this isn't worth it. But instead now and I think this this is going to be the rest of our lives. I think for the rest of our lives, we're going to be hearing about people who have autoimmune disorders now, whose family members have died from myocarditis, who are not. I have a very dear friend who was a doctor and he was forced to get the vaccine. And the first shot that he took made his arm feel so uh, painful that he said he could hardly move it. This guy is, you know, he works with his hands. He's a, he's a doctor. He does very intricate work. And then the state forced him in order to keep his license to get the booster. And shortly after he got the booster, he woke up paralyzed from the waist up and just recently had to resign from his job because now he has an autoimmune disease from a reaction to these particular injections that have made it here, this this guy in his 50s, and he'll never work again, not in the field that he trained for. Shame on the CDC for that. Shame on the NIH. Shame on Biden and the woke Hollywood elites who pushed this garbage down our throats, and now people are dying as a result of that. And so what I'm seeing, and this is sort of what I, what I want to address today, is where do we go from here? Have you noticed that when you get on a plane, there's not very many people in masks anymore, and the people that, that are not wearing masks are not yelling and screaming at the people who are? There was a spirit behind this thing. This is what I said two years ago. There was a wickedness behind it, an evil behind it. And so now, and I was reading this, it's so interesting, James Smith on uh, Instagram, and I think I shared this in my stories on Instagram, he said, so it turns out, quote, get vaccinated to save other people was a farce. I think I owe a lot of people an apology. I genuinely thought I could trust the experts. I'm very disappointed to have been hoodwinked by the propaganda of 2020. I think a lot of people feel that way. There are thousands upon thousands of people who feel hoodwinked, who feel taken advantage of, people who were forced to take a shot against their will because they didn't want to lose their job because they needed to provide for their families. And I think it's time that we started having a conversation about how we respond now because we have an opportunity now, you know, uh, several months out of it, the mask mandates are gone and people are slowly but surely, I mean, the, the brave ones, the people that stood uh, stood in the, in the gap early on, that lost their jobs, that lost their platforms, that woke social media platforms silenced, they're turning out to be by and large correct. And so where do we go from here? How do we respond? What is the what is the correct answer to basically having been persecuted and lied to and propagandized? Where do we go from here? Well, it was interesting when I posted on my Facebook page and I said, no one, not a single one of us regrets not taking it. I think at the time of this podcast that that particular post had 4,000 comments on it and 30,000 likes. And it tells me I definitely struck a nerve. I want you to listen to some of these uh, some of these comments on here. My dad was denied early treatment for COVID, ended up on a ventilator for a week and then recovering the hospital for five months where he caught hospital pneumonia and died as a result. We found out that many of the doctors and nurses bullied him for being unvaccinated, telling him that he wouldn't be in this position if he had been vaxxed. She's angry. 
I told him that over 500 vaccinated people in our state had already died from COVID and that the only thing that would have prevented his lung damage was early treatment, which his doctors denied. I was so angry at the hospital staff for blaming him, bullying him, kicking him when he was down all the while, isolated for weeks because family visits weren't allowed. I don't regret our family not getting the jab. I want accountability for the evil people who use the vax as an excuse to treat even suffering patients with cruelty and abuse. Another another list, another uh, uh, Facebook user writes, I'm an RN. I had my religious waiver rescinded, taken away from me, forced to take the jab or lose my job. I prayed the blood of Jesus over myself, cried a lot. I was okay with being fired, but my husband wouldn't let me. I'm still praying for a miracle of salvation for him. Another person, I lost my job as a nursing home administrator for not taking it. I'm out of the healthcare industry now, and God has blessed me with a job that I look forward to coming to every day. This person says, nope, I didn't take the shot. I do not regret being pushed outside and yelled at and belittled and threatened and shunned. This is the story of so many people. And I'm going to take a commercial break, but when I come back, for those of you who are working now through this, like, where do we go from here? What is our answer now? How do we respond when the truth is coming out and we're realizing, oh my goodness, we were harassed and bullied and shunned and treated like we had leprosy by people who frankly knew better. The Bible has an answer. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey guys, welcome back. I know that this podcast is touching on a nerve for some of you today and I'm addressing the issue because it really is the elephant in the room. I don't see very many pastors talking about how, where do we go from here? Where do we go when we've just spent, you know, two years being divided uh, into classes of people, the vaxxed and the unvaxxed? Many of us were shunned and yelled at. Here at the Homeschool Resource Center, we actually held our ground and I refused to participate in it. I was not going to normalize what I knew to be wrong and abnormal for children. But if this has happened once, believe me when I say I think it could easily happen again. And so we've got to be able to move on from here. We've got to develop our discernment muscles. We've got to start listening more to the Holy Spirit. And I think we also need to guard against bitterness. And the way that we guard against bitterness, and this is going to rub some of you guys the wrong way, so bear with me here. I think that we start by being very, very careful to guard against the sin of pride. I want to read some things to you from James, uh, from the book of James, James chapter four, verse six, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God's grace will be extended to those, the Bible says, that are humble before him. And God opposes, meaning he resists, he sends judgment. You guys, we don't want to get haughty about this. We don't want to get proud. I actually think it's okay to say, you know what? I, I, I was wrong. It wasn't just me, right? All the gaslighting, all the, no, you're crazy, right? All that stuff. And there's all this anger that's sort of 
bubbling up underneath the surface right now. And I would be sitting here, I'd be lying to you guys if I didn't feel that way. If I said I didn't feel that way. Psalm 75 verse four says, I say to the boastful, do not boast. And to the wicked, do not lift up your horn. Lift up your horn, by the way, is a symbol of power. Uh, And you can find it in 1 Kings 22 verse 11 and Zechariah chapter one, verses 18 to 21. And so thus to lift it up, is to make a public assertion of power. God warns the ungodly not to lift up their horn and promises that he will lift up the horn of the faithful. So the term lift up occurs throughout the Psalms and to cut off the horns is to render powerless and to humiliate. So now that you know that, let me read Psalm 75 verse four again. I say to the boastful, do not boast. And to the wicked, do not lift up your horn. Jeremiah 9 verses 23 and 24. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches, but let him who boasts boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things, I delight, declares the Lord. A truly wise man learns what God teaches. He knows why Judah will fall and is grieved and humbled by that knowledge. And thus he will not boast in his wisdom. Knowing God means knowing his steadfast love, his justice, which is right judgment and righteousness. Paul applied the admonition, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord, based on this verse in Jeremiah chapter 9. There's a really great article at Crossway that I'm quoting from right now, and I'll link back to it in the show notes for you today. But I want to give you, for those of you who are just struggling, maybe your husband lost his job over this. Maybe I know many people in the military. (laughs) I mean, honestly, God forgive us that we have allowed this to happen in our country, but I know many, many, many people in the military who lost their pensions, lost their careers, were sidelined, persecuted, maligned. Uh, This has happened to my friends in the medical community. And by the way, this is not me saying that that if you took the shot, somehow I think less of you. That's not true at all. I'm angry that we were cajoled and persecuted and forced and propagandized into it. And now they're coming out and saying, well, not really. We didn't mean it. And I think that's actually okay. There is such a thing as being righteously angry. It's not wrong to be angry. The Bible says in your anger, do not sin. So what do you do when someone has wronged you? Well, Matthew 7, 12 says, do unto others what you would have them do to you. Do unto others what you would have them do to you. So that means we're not we're not waiting for revenge. Psalm 20 verse uh, 22 says wait on the Lord rather than seek revenge. Revenge doesn't belong to us. It belongs to the Lord and in fact we are called to forgive. Luke 23:34 says the depth of Christ's forgiveness is what helps us to forgive. We see the depth of his forgiveness and what he had to go through. It's so important for we, for us to lean into what God says. We're not from this this world. And I I continue to believe we are just seeing the 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 beginning of a massive shift in the culture 
away from common sense. We absolutely see this in the transgender movement. We see it all over the place when we when we notice that our universities don't believe anymore in objective truth. Guys, that is a hill that's worth dying on. The hill of objective truth is worth dying on. There are things that are right. There are things that are wrong. There is good. There is evil. There is truth. And there are lies. And there's no question to me that we have been lied to on a massive scale, that they that that the powers that be knew that they were lying. Maybe they didn't understand the depths of the lie, but rather than admit to it, we're continuing to suffer under it. And so the Bible has a lot to teach us about what how do we respond when we've been wronged. Romans 12 verses 1 to 2 says, don't be conformed to this world. But then it goes on to say, wait for it, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That means we keep our minds steadfastly focused on the Lord. And we, and we come before him instead of allowing a writ of bitterness to grow. We said, we said, Father, help us. Matthew 18, 15 says, don't harbor a grudge. Romans 12, 17, don't take revenge. Luke 17, 4, forgive those who wrong you. And Ephesians 4, 31 and 32, forgive one another as Christ forgave you. We have a responsibility right now not to be arrogant, not to, not to refuse to acknowledge what happened, but the moment we allow pride to come in, the moment we become arrogant, the moment we allow that root of bitterness, which is exactly what the enemy wants, we are being divided right now, divided over everything that, we can, that you can name, divided over gender, divided over sex, divided over uh, religion. We're being divided by the color of our skin. Now we're divided by vaccinated and unvaccinated. And do you vaccinate your children or don't you vaccinate your children? And we know that a house divided against itself cannot stand. And the United States right now is on shaky ground. Second Corinthians 13, 11 says that we're to live in peace and be of one mind. First Peter 3, 8, 9, repay evil with good. And finally, first Peter 4, 19, continue to do good. There's no substitution that will take the place of someone who's lost a loved one, who feels like they were lost to this particular thing, whether they were lost to COVID, which I continue to believe is a bioweapon. I think that this was absolutely, uh, I mean, hello, I think Trump was correct when he called it the China virus. But we're called to continue to do good, not to repay evil with evil, but to repay evil with good. And in fact, in Matthew 5, we're called to love our enemies and to pray for them. And finally, in Proverbs 19, verse 19, we're exhorted to not be full of anger. I know because uh, I grew up in an environment where anger was the prevailing emotion, that anger does damage that is very hard to repair. If you're struggling with anger, maybe you're just angry at the situation that you're in. Maybe you're angry at your job. Maybe you're angry at the at the the way that this went down, the lockdowns, the suicide rate, the ruining of our economy. We're struggling really hard to get out of it. I know a lot of you are still struggling, and now we're struggling even more because we got an economy that's on its head, because we got a knucklehead in the White House, because we got woke universities that are cranking out all kinds of ridiculous uh, people. They're not serious people. 
we can't even have serious conversations anymore. And the, the temptation, I think, is to rather than have a serious conversation is to just develop this root of bitterness. And I'm telling you what, you guys, you've heard me. I mean, I've been angry about this for two years. But the Bible says, let go of your anger, that we are called to love the unlovable. Don't be full of angers. Love, love your, and don't be full of anger. Rather, love your enemies and pray for them. Proverbs 10 verse 12 says, love covers all wrong. And so for those of you who are struggling with this, even now, um, I just want to encourage you. We have an opportunity. And, and I, I love the reason I started the podcast by, you know, reading this, uh, this tweet from, you know, a blue check influencer on Instagram or Twitter saying, I got lied to. I feel lied to. If, if someone has the humility to say, I felt I fell for it, that's not our that's not our chance to jump down your throat. And I still think it's okay to say, we're glad we didn't do it. You can tell the truth, but please, 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 we need to start learning how to move forward from here. And hopefully the next time something like this happens, we will have learned from it. We won't learn from it unless we lean into it now, unless we ask the Lord now to give us wisdom, give us guidance, show us what to do better next time, teach us how to be in your word so that we can hear the sound of his voice. That's the most important thing. There's a great article that um, I quoted a lot of this from today, um, and I will link back to it in the show notes, and you can find it at BibleVersusPro.com. I loved this article, just um, went straight to the heart of the matter, and uh, I think that's what we need now more than ever. For those of you who have not yet found me at my Bible study program at MomStrong International, I hope you guys will join us. We are working our way through a study on identity called Imago Day, created in the image of God. We are created... We are known and we are loved. You guys, having a creator changes everything. I hope that this encourages you today and that you are cognizant of the way that God is working in your life and growing you into be conformed to the image of his son. He has so much for you because you are loved, created on purpose, with a purpose, born for this time in human history. God has something he wants you to do. Get off the bench, get onto the battlefield. Thanks for listening today, everybody. And I will see you back here again tomorrow at the intersection of faith and hope.